Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. This is Luke Owen. I'm Ollie Davis. And today we're going to be reviewing Raw and SmackDown, including Brock Lesnar threatening to leave WWE, Shinsuke Nakamura becoming Jinder Mahal's WWE title number one contender at SummerSlam, and plenty more, and deciding which show won the war this week in terms of quality. If you want to go to any of those times, any of those things, discussions, Click the timestamps in the video description below or stick right here where I'm going to say you've been I didn't know you were copying me until <laughs> I watched Monday's Wrestle Ramble. Yeah. And I didn't I'm not know copying you... you. It's like previously I used to just sort of do an impression or weird something stuff, or weird yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, but but then like people started to get really annoyed about it in the YouTube comments. So I started to I thought I'd like to try and wind it back a little bit. And then mm. sometimes when I can't think of anything, I just move my hands and just copy your hand movements. You are the Damien Sandow Mizdow yes. act to my Miz. Well, there was a YouTube comment yesterday that called me the Mojo Rawley of WrestleTalk. And, oh, I, and I said, oh, come on now, that's just low. You're just, like, you're just full of beans. That's just low. And someone did say, nah, you're more the Mizdow of, uh, of WrestleTalk. And that's fine, because Mizdow was the better half he of, was the, super of the over. act. Yeah. Uh, and we are on iTunes, before we go any further. So if you enjoy this show, but you don't always want to listen to it on YouTube, or you just hate the way we look, mm. you can enjoy it as an audio-only medium on the podcast. Just search Wrestle Ramble on iTunes and it should come up. Or and whatever your... Other... Uh... Um, sorry, you were about to say. Yeah, podcast. most other yeah. providers, apart from Google Play, because we're still trying to submit it to that, and Spotify, we're not on those. So get it another way. Yeah. Uh, and before we get going at all, I've got to reinduct someone mm. into the Wrestle Talk Hall of Fame because I, I didn't. They want a new name, and uh, they gotten. They, they told me about this before I put them in. We should also say this. We shouldn't really have this as an open season for people to want to change their names. No, this is like a, a special one-off. Yes, because they did tell me about it. Uh, if you want your name changed, tell me about it. I'd do it on the next round, but uh, I missed this one off the last round. So Phil ain't no stopping Ford. Now I'm taking you out of the Hall of Fame, and I'm reinducting you as Britain's next top model, Phil Stopford. Well done, Phil. Well done, well done, Phil. So should we crack right on with Raw? I suppose we'd better add, really. It was a three-hour show. Oh, wasn't it just? That should have been a two-hour show. Yeah. So we kicked off the show with... <coughs> oh, excuse me. 
we kicked off the show with Kurt coming out and doing his usual, here's what happened last week, here's what happened this week. Mm-hmm. I watched the start of uh, Simon Miller's Ups and Downs review from What Culture uh, for the Raw show, and he made the very good point of, if I watched any other TV show on television, Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, I don't want to think... Am I watching last week's episode within the last the last five minutes? Like, oops, maybe I've put the wrong one on here mm-hmm. because it was pretty much identical to to last week. There ha- there was actually a moment a few weeks ago when I went to watch SmackDown of a morning mm. and I clicked on the little video icon and I started watching the show and then Shane McMahon came out and he did an introduction and I thought. This is very similar to how they opened the show last week before then realising I was watching last week's show. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I need to actually find this week's show. That November to January run of 2016 to 2017 of Raw and it was just Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho come out. Yay. Roman Reigns comes out. Mm. (laughs) Seth Rollins comes out. Ah, Various combination (laughs) match between the four men. These are your four guys. Every week it felt like... Uh, so Kurt came out and he did all this, but then the the segment took a turn for the better when Brock Lesnar made an unannounced return to WWE. So, I mean, he I, showed up. I'm going to give you a, a little bit of an insight, a little peek behind the curtains of how I tend to watch Raw. Please um, do. So I uh, have the ability, not the ability because this makes it sound like I'm special, mm. but I have wireless headphones. And my lady partner hates wrestling, and I'm up at 5 a.m. to watch it. So what I don't want is the sound of wrestling annoying her while she's trying to sleep. Sure. Or trying to lie in. So I put my headphones on, I start raw, and then I go and potter about um, making a cup of tea. I go and make a cup of tea. Oh, so you're listening to it while, like, the laptop's over there, and you're like... It's it's in the the living room, and I walk into the kitchen, and I start... I don't put sugar in my tea. I haven't done it since Mm. 2005. Um, But I start... I, I make my tea, and I set up my little bowl of cereal, and... I was there. I was about to pour in the uh, the water into my cup, and all of a sudden, Brock, Brock hit music here, and I went, "Huh? Oh, Heyman's here!" And then I think Michael Cole was like, "Brock's here!" I literally put down it, and I walked out of the kitchen to watch the Brock uh, the Brock segment before going back to finish making my cup of tea. Well, put that on the post. <laughs> Luke stopped making a cup of tea to watch Brock Lesnar's entrance. I had two things I wanted to get done when the during the opening of Raw. I wanted to uh, have a cup of tea and have some cereal and put the washing out that I had done the night mm. before. And I didn't. I had to wait until that segment was over before I could do either of those things. Can I add another one to that? I bet you. You know, you did that. You put the. I, I thought this is so good. Lesnar's return. I bet there's going to be some pyro. <laughs> oh. I'm going to put the kettle down. I'm going to go in there and watch it. Oh, man, no. I should have just made the cup of tea. No, no pyro, I'm afraid. Mm. No. Uh, so Brock came back. It was a nice surprise. It's for all the people who do say Brock's a part-time, because there's rumours of him leaving for back to UFC recently. Uh, pretty, pretty strong rumours, it seems. And a lot of people have been like, good riddance. You've been a terrible champion on Raw. However... You can't deny that when his music hits, you're like, oh, something big's going to go down. Yeah. And that level of star quality and not being on the shows all the time, the exact thing people have uh, take issue with him about is the exact thing that makes him feel so special. I was thinking about this last (laughs) week. I kind of wish that um, 
Nakamura was SmackDown's Brock Lesnar, yes, where yes. he only does a limited amount of dates and just comes out for the big shows or for pay-per-views or something like that and kind of just make him a featured attraction. Yeah. Because you put him on every show every week, it starts to water down and dilute him. So just making him the special attraction would be a much better use of Nak than than mm-hmm. what they're currently doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Dolph Ziggler feud. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he had one match with Kevin Owens. He wouldn't have been in the tag matches. Imagine if his match with John Cena... So he'd been on he'd been on SmackDown since April after WrestleMania, and he's only had like four matches, and he's won all of them. Mm. That is uh, that is concentrated Nakamura there. That's yeah. why I like the sound of. We get on to that later though. That's how that's how enjoyable SmackDown was this week. <laughs> we'll probably talk a lot about that in the Raw review. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, Paul Heyman cut what I thought was a very good promo, as always. And he well, sometimes the content isn't there. It's like. I like what you're saying. I like how you're saying it, but you're just saying Goldberg isn't around, is he? I'm trying to build a program with the where one guy isn't there at all and the other guy's only there a bit. Yeah. Uh, but this one he had something meaty, and that is the aforementioned rumours of Brock Lesnar potentially leaving WWE to go back to UFC, despite announcing his retirement in February from MMA. And it before Saturday night, this was just a dirt sheet thing that a few wrestling news sites have picked up on, although it was a big story. But come UFC 214 and... 214? I just said 214, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Sometimes... I don't know how they... Because it's 293, 202... Well, I would always, like, with... <coughs> I'd do it the same way I would do with um, uh, comics. Yeah. I would say issue 130. I wouldn't say okay. issue 130. Okay. That's just a personal thing on my front. I would say issue volume 2 uh <laughs> issue actual order number order the uh, collected in graphic novels. Yeah. No you don't. You know. Is that the point 2 variant with the pencil drawn <laughs> cover? Uh so they Oh, I forget where. Yeah, so UFC 214 and John Jones mic dropped after he beat Daniel Cormier and said if you want to see what it feels like to have a guy for, who weighs 40 pounds less than you kick your ass, come down to the octagon, Brock Lesnar. Mic drop. Uh, damage that microphone, I bet. <laughs> it's quite a lot of money. And he walks off. So now that's a mainstream thing. Everyone's talking about it. UFC need a big fight. So they kind of they kind of had to address it in some way. And although they didn't out and out say UFC, it was a very nice way to tie in reality and fiction, which is what some of the best angles are based upon. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And they're really selling the match around this now. The All the adverts in <laughs> SmackDown Live for the Fatal 4-Way were really built around, not just the fact that, can you imagine what's going to happen when these four monsters are in the ring at the same time? It was like, Brock is going to leave if he loses the Universal Championship. So there was, you know how they repeat certain phrases? Mm-hmm. Michael Cole pointed out, that Brock Lesnar doesn't even have to be pinned to to lose his title. Championship advantage. So many times. They did that on um, SmackDown Live as well when they were talking about um, the Kevin Owens losing the title last mm. week. JBL was going like, Kevin Owens wasn't even pinned when he yeah. lost his title, Tom Phillips. It was it was quite frustrating the amount they, they brought that up. Uh, but it does, like, so this could just all be a work... Mm-hmm. based around the mainstream story now. And Brock is staying, maybe retains, or maybe drops the title, but he's still around till Mania. Or it could be a hint that WWE are just covering their bases because Brock is Brock. And even though he's signed till next spring, yeah. he's a big guy and he can wrestle Vince McMahon. That's, 
Do you remember that story? He got the UFC 200 fight yes. because he gave Vince McMahon an arm wrestle and he beat him. <laughs> well, of course he did. He was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I I don't know if Vince thought he had an actual chance no, there. No, no. Just humouring him. So good opening segments. Next yes. up we had Hardys beating Galanderson, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The but revival were on commentary. I thought they did very well on commentary, actually. I thought they, they handled themselves very well. And they came across um, so much better because they were in an unscripted format mm-hmm. where they were just spouting the, the, the stuff they've been saying for years. But uh, it just worked really well. It just didn't sound very robotronic. It just sounded very natural. I Mus- liked it. Mustachy Man. Mm-hmm. Which one's that? That's Dash. Dash. So Dash can read scripts no and- no that's scott sorry scott okay which one's dash which one's dawson are you dawson are you dawson are you dawson are you dash are you dash uh that was a good old-fashioned <laughs> nxt takeover london chance that was hilarious <laughs> that was really when my gable, mate, gable gable my mate was so incensed by it because he can tell which one is which and he was like it's so obvious they say it every week it's volume three issue 72.9 this is like the is it, i mean in all fairness to me it's not like the usos where they're twins and they look mm. the same and there's nothing that really differentiates them these that's, are that's two. Why, these are two very different lads. I'm pretty sure that's why Bree got the boobs. <laughs> yeah. Ah, you're boob Bella, and you're you Bree Bella. But you remember when they even oh, after no, even after uh, Nikki got the boob job and changed her hair color from uh, from Bree, mm. they were still doing twin magic spots, and the ref still fell for it every time. And I'm like, I mean, come on, mate, how are you falling for it yeah. now? Well, Pat Patterson's only got so many finishes <laughs> in him, hasn't he? The roll up. And, uh, and twin d- spots. Distraction roll-ups. Yeah. <laughs> All the roll-ups. What a, like, it's like a suplex, isn't it? You can have yeah. so many variations on a roll-up, but all of them are crap. And we've actually got a roll-up in SmackDown. We've got, we've got one of our finishes. Two, two, two roll-ups. In, on Raw? Oh, no, in SmackDown. Oh, in SmackDown. Two, two. Uh, but there, there are probably... There was a count-out. There was a count-out loss. That's, yeah, that's, uh, the, that's one of the other ones. What a corker. <laughs> uh, God, well, it was still only at Hardy's and Galanderson. It was a long show, folks. Um, and we're going to be here a while, by the sounds of it. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, what I was trying to say was mustachioed mm-hmm. uh, revival chap. He can cut a scripted promo and make it sound like it's natural. Samoa Joe can do the same thing. Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Paul Heyman, probably. Uh, but other people, it doesn't work so well. No, with. absolutely not, no. So this was a fine match. Like, it was just a... It was over pretty quick. But then they all scuffled afterwards and Jeff Hardy did a poetry emotion off the entrance ramp yeah. onto the revival. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool spot. It was, a, it was a wicked little brawl to uh, to end the match. But this ties us into the next sort of sequence of backstage ske- segments, segments and matches. And that is... This is the tag division we're talking about here. A pretty strong-looking tag division right now. You say strong It's four teams. I mean, that's enough to make a division, though. That's that's not at all. That's well, well, not well, strong enough well, to make got, a, an, an entire division. We've got five teams. Five really good teams. Six though. if you can, Heath and Rhino. You're six, but we've got five really good teams here. Hardys, Revival, mm-hmm. Gallows and Anderson, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, obviously champions, and now the Shield reunion. Mm-hmm. I say that you can have one ty- title feud going on, and you can have the other three jockeying for that number one contenders. It just only, it only lasts for so long because you've only got a small amount of teams. Hey, well, I'd maybe get a trios championship <laughs> running. Uh, that could be pretty good. Maybe oh, winning or something. Something to to bring up from the uh, my triumphant Shield uh, mm. fantasy booking win. Quite a few comments uh, that said that um, 
but my booking didn't work because we had to forget that Roman has already forgiven Seth. When did that happen? It just kind of just kind of stopped being angry with him. Did it? I don't remember this at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just, it, did it they wasn't... do an in-ring segment or something? I don't know when it happened, but they maybe they teamed together. Okay, so it wasn't Rollins and Roman. That that was the whole dark period where yeah. they were tagging together November, January last year against Owens and Jericho. No, oh, was there something there? Was there? Mm. I don't. It wasn't satisfying no. or memorable in any way. So unlike my fantasy for booking warfare, yeah, which was excellent. Well, so hopefully whatever's going on between the Hardys, Glanderson, and Revival will become. <coughs> excuse me again, I'm coughing all over the place. A number one contenders. Match at, at SummerSlam. At I'm SummerSlam, because right be, now there's no stakes, and that would be awesome as well. That'd be a great match. Yeah, maybe chucking a table a stipulation. You bloody love just throwing in the steps, don't you? I don't know. It's, there's something about SummerSlam that makes me go stip crazy. Because <laughs> SummerSlam 2000 is one of my all-time favorite pay-per-views. Yeah. TLC, first TLC match. Shane McMahon in the hardcore match, jumping off the Titantron. Yep. As a three-way in the main event, Kurt, Triple H, Rock, the the climax of the love triangle story. And that was awesome. Oh, man, because uh, Angle takes that pedigree on the table right at the start, but the table breaks and Angle lands right on his head and gets a horrible concussion mm. right at the I start. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's awful. It's horrible to watch back. So, yeah, there's something about SummerSlam that makes me go gimmick match crazy. <laughs> it's just summer. It's fun. You know, it's, it's just all fun here. It's the biggest yeah. party of the summer. It's a party, man. <laughs> a party where people hurt each other with, with foreign objects. In a PG manner. So, Shield. Yes, back onto this. This is... Still a very good storyline. Very good storyline. I loved the the backstage segments that they had, uh, and I loved the the actual match itself, mm-hmm. and the resulting follow up as well. I thought it was really excellent. Yeah. So just to run it through for people, uh, Dean and Seth hugged last week, didn't they? At the well, end of D- the... Dean hugged him, but it was more a case of like he just did it because his emotions got the better of him, mm-hmm. and he was just very elated that they he, that he had won the match. He pinned the Miz, his arch nemesis for the last. 18 months by the the, by the feels of things. Try telling Triple H that. <laughs> Apparently he's quite angry because they shouldn't have hugged. Yeah. Uh, Dean should. Dean did leave uh, Seth hanging with the, the the old shield fist bump. So things are still not repaired between them. Dean's still like, I don't trust you. And they had this backstage segment. And Seth's like, oh, whatever. Okay. I know I am in the wrong, so I can't really be too much of a dick. He's obviously angry. He's walking backstage, runs into Seamus and Cesaro, who are standing there, an encounter that was foreshadowed last week because in that match, the main event match between Shield and Mr. Raj, you had Seamus and Cesaro watching the telly mm-hmm. backstage. And now they run into each other here and Shamaro were just like dicks about it. Like you proper, should... proper bullies them. It was great. You, like you should do a ride along episode called Ride Alone. Yeah. And it, was just like, <laughs> it was nice uh, bullying stuff. That just needed the Carl Anderson laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nerd. Nerd. And then Seth, because, you know, it, it fits in with like a human character way. Seth is just angry because of the whole Dean situation. So he's like, you know what? I'm, yeah, you're being a dick to me. Let's have a fight then. Which one of you am I going to take on? And then usually WWE's way of doing things would be, uh, oh, well, well, we don't want any trouble, man. We'll uh, put off this till so-and-so. Mm. Seamus steps forward, looks him right in the eye and goes, that'll be me then. So badass. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's cool. And um, then they had the match. Unfortunately, the match didn't live up to that what like the awesomeness of that encounter uh because it was just a five minute normal match with a roll up yeah roll up roll up finish which doesn't really help anyone it looks too much like a fluke for the guy who does it 
and uh, yeah, I just. It's also not a way to get Seth's finisher over, which isn't over. Yeah, but it's a cool. I like the V trigger. I well, it is. It is a it's good finisher, yeah, but it's, it's not. I, what I'm saying is that if you want to get it over, have him do it in matches. Sure. I haven't seen him do it in weeks. I'll just have a few squashes where he knocks people out. Anyway, Shimaro starts to beat up Seth. Dean runs down. And actually, uh, the point I was going to make on this <coughs> one as well is that you and I have been very down on Dean probably ever since we started doing the Wrestle Ramble back in WrestleMania because he was doing nouts. He was just mm. in dead feuds. And then he was in that awful Miz feud for what felt Baron like Baron Corbin feud into a Miz oh, feud. Oh, God, it just went off forever. just felt really bad. And I think the crowd was starting to feel the same way. But when Seth was being beaten down, what were their chance of? We want Dean. We want mm-hmm. Dean. Or we want Ambrose. Ambrose is back to where, like, the level he was, the popularity level he was at previously. When he's he not, was, he's getting there. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, this this is a huge step up oh, yes. from the chance yeah. he was not getting uh, three weeks ago. Shows how suffocating those previous feuds and how he's been booked yeah. uh, so far. So that was great. I was really happy for Dean. Yeah, Dean runs out. He gets beaten up too, though. And backstage, they have a, a backstage bit later on when Seth's like, thanks, man. You know, thinking it, they are back on because that was a, a save moment. Mm. And Dean's like, you orchestrated that. You know, because Seth's the architect. That makes sense. And Dean's like, you orchestrated that because I would have looked bad if I didn't run out to help you. This yeah. is all like a little game that you're doing. I don't trust you still. An architect's trap. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, I can see both sides of your dilemma here. I, I empathise with both of you. And it's just, that's just wonderful storytelling. I like it when yeah. people act like humans and I can relate. So good. Really good story. Really though. good stuff. Moving on to Rich Swan, Cedric Alexander and Akira Tozawa beating Tony Nese, Araya Davari and TJP. I feel that with the Cruiserweight, um, obviously, you know, last week, hashtag use the Cruiserweights better. Do cruise Just do it better. Just man. do it better, man. It's not that easy. It's, it's, it's not that hard. I yeah. Um. I do, I feel that with the cruiserweight, the the current standing is that once you are once you've been champion, your next step then is to just go right down to the bottom of the division and um, never really be featured ever again. Or released. <laughs> or released. Yeah. Because like TJP inaugural champion. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and look at him now. Like he's barely featured on TV. Didn't get an entrance this week. And that was the lad that was pinned. Rich Swan was champion back in January, and everyone seems to have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. Who else has been champion? Well, Cedric Alexander won Alicia Fox for a while. Oh, he did. He? Yeah, he had the the mid card belt for a while. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just it just makes me laugh that it's just that some of these some of these lads were once like they're the featured cruiserweight, and now they're just some lads that are in matches. We uh, personifies the cruiserweight division. Really. We don't watch two hundred five live no. a great deal at all. So maybe they're doing something better on there. I doubt I don't, it. Well, maybe they have the occasional good match, I'll, but they're fighting I'll an uphill struggle. I'll be honest. If they were doing something that was worthy of note, someone would have said something by now. Mm. But you often hear like, "Oh, there was a good main event, but no one was into it <laughs> in the crowd." Uh, so you used to have, albeit only five minute matches or segments. But you used to have two cruiserweight matches a show. That was pretty standard. And you knew where they were going to come. One at the end of the first hour, one just at the start of the third. Just to kill him. <laughs> yeah. And now it's down to one. Like, it's just one segment. I did, last week, they didn't even have a match. It was just like a little scuffle. The purple ring tape's gone. Yeah. This is... Uh, this is on a... a bit Vince an... is losing interest. Oh, I mean, he lost interest, like, months and months and months ago. But, like, this really is now that they are <laughs> they are time filler. 
they are being yeah. treated with the same level of decorum that uh, the SmackDown ladies have for months on end now. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, multi-person matches. Multi-person matches. On the card. You get one storyline per division, mm-hmm. and you are and you get your one segment. It's a shame because I was actually really. I thought this match was getting quite good. There, there was a. I think it was Alexander and Swan both did dives to the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tazawa was selling his shoulder really nicely. And then it just ended. Yeah. And I was like, okay, oh, I forgot it was a cruiserweight match. Do you know what, I, do you know what would really benefit uh, these cruiserweight matches? Or just like the cruiserweight division in general? Well, you and I just said then we don't watch 205 Live. Mm-hmm. And clearly we're not alone because it's never in the top 10 most watched things on SmackDown, uh, on SmackDown, on the network. Um, it'd be just really nice if Raw had recaps. Because I'm pretty sure, like, they, you want more recaps no, on this show? Just show, like, at the start when people are making entrances. Here's what happened on 205 last week. Because I'm pretty sure last week it was uh, Davari and Neville. Mm. I've no idea what happened in that match. They never mentioned it in the commentary in this. Then they mm. never showed a recap. So for me, as a viewer of only Raw, I was told last week these two are having a match. Then the following week, that's never brought up. Which to me then suggests, hey, you don't need to watch it. I Make think, the matches mean something. I, I, I don't think that's the, the first thing I would fix. I'm not saying it's the first thing to fix. I'm just saying it as something that it's, could... It's something that could... It's a small fix, fix really. Uh, it's an easy one. Next up, we have Miz TV and Jason Jordan. So this was his first promo segment. He had a good showing last week. Nothing amazing in his first match uh, on Raw with Kurt Hawkins beating him. I, I thought it was a nice little match. Mm. Um... So we're two weeks into this now, after the Kurt Angle reveal. Sometimes Miz can carry people, because Miz is so good on the mic. But sometimes he's so good, he exposes people, I thought. I would also as well, like, like, Jason didn't get a reaction when he came out, which is not good considering they're going to be pushing this guy to the Mm. the mid-card moon um, at, at the moment. When you're coming out, like if you've been given this storyline where you are, you've been revealed as Kurt Angle's illegitimate child, the payoff to months of build, and you come out to no reaction, and that music is <laughs> oh, I I said on Twitter, it sounds like the music I would have expected Kurt Angle to be given when he went to TNA in 2006. Right, yeah, we, we haven't got the rights to do Kurt Angle's actual music, so we'll do an approximation of it, mm. a really cheap knockoff. It sounds like that, or it sounds like... Did you ever play uh, Royal Rumble on the Mega Drive or SNES? I can't say I did. So it was a great game. Great little 16-bit game. But on the character select screen, if you left it on there for long enough on a character, their music would start playing. It'd be like a 16-bit MIDI rendition. Nice. And Jason Jordan's music sounds like a 16-bit MIDI rendition of a proper song. That could be cool, though. It could CTJP, be cool. CTJP, I like his gimmick. Come at me. Uh, th- so, yeah, this is... What's, what's it? I'm trying to dab. You can't do that. That's a... It's not a hell. <laughs> it's not into a hell. Uh, so yeah, for for audio listeners, <laughs> uh, Luke just dabbed there. Well, I attempted one. I don't really know how it's done. I, I, I did. I, you look. You kind of smell your armpit, don't you? Oh, I was out. I, I was out. I did it once. Oh, I hate in... myself. Demonstrate. <laughs> so I did it once around the house, and my girlfriend literally said, "Like, I will leave you if you do that yeah. again." Goldberg Goldberg loves his son. Oh yeah. Goldberg loves his son more than anyone loves anything. I think. And when we saw him in the audience with, he was like, I haven't forgiven him for dabbing. <laughs> that's how that's how much dabbing can harm you in someone's eyes. You want to talk about how much dabbing can harm you? Poor old TJP hasn't had a push since he started doing it. 
Which is a shame because it really works for him as a heel. It so works for him as yeah. a heel. But then they start pushing him as a babyface doing it because <coughs> that's what Vince thinks that yeah. all the kids are doing. So yes, this uh, Miz TV and Jason Jordan anyway, yeah, segment, yeah. nothing really happened. Miz asked, do you want to join the Miz to Raj? Look at this fun group of lads we've got here. Yeah. And Jordan was like, nah. And then Miz said, yeah, dad's rubbish. <laughs> And Jordan was like, whoa, what? Oh, man. Come on, man. He always calls him Kurt as well, which I like. Yeah. So you can't say bad things about Kurt. Yeah, you can't say bad things about my daddy. My daddy will beat you up, Miz. And uh, it did lead to at least one good spot when he, cool. he suplexed uh, one of the Miztourage into it. Oh, it was Miz. Oh, it, Miz it into, Miz. into the Miztourage. That was a really, really nice spot. Yeah. Uh, the other note that I was going to mention this is that I love Bo Dallas. Uh, I just think he looks like the best worst henchman mm. uh, I've ever seen. I nearly swore them, but he looks like a proper naff poundland uh, henchman. Yeah, and, and I love it. I just think it's great. He's got the one he's... glove and everything, and he wears his naff glass. It's brilliant. I think he's given up. Bo I... Dallas. Yeah, he's just no. Been... I think this is even better now. I think that he's now got a second wind, or you know, might be at least a third wind that he's had since yeah, he came up from NXT, but. Now it finally feels like he's like I'm having fun. I'm actually enjoying myself because I get to dress like this complete knob, and I wear these stupid glasses, and I get to be a dorky henchman. This is mm. great fun. I don't. I don't. Oh yeah, I don't agree. <laughs> I, I don't think he's. I think he's like. At least I'm on TV. <laughs> uh, so this seems to be the start of Miz and Jason Jordan's Intercontinental Title feud. Heading into SummerSlam. Uh, heading into SummerSlam. Uh, this, there are potential spoilers out there. You can Google them. But uh, yeah, that seems to be the direction. Or, or watch the yesterday's. Or watch the Wrestle Talk News. I was say, come on, mate. Yeah, Just with plug, this guy, yeah, your pl- episode. Pl- plug the channel. Uh, then Bray Wyatt. I don't like. You know how people do, as reported on, as we reported yesterday. Mm. Never do that because it's like, well, we we talked about it, but really, we didn't break it. No, we, we're parasitic. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate it. Like some sites do that, and it really like. Just reference the original source again. Why are you referencing you talking about something? Anyway, anyway. Bray Wyatt, that's talking shop, that is. Uh, Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor had their segment next, talking of the starts can of you tell me SummerSlam what, builds. Can you tell me what he talked about? I didn't really pay attention much. I struggled to do mm. so. Yeah, well, it's the Miz thing, isn't it? Like, we made the joke of purple tape going on the cruiserweight ropes. When that tape goes on, your mouth goes shut. Yeah. It's like... When Bray Wyatt speaks, my brain turns off. <laughs> Unfortunately. I, I love the way he speaks and delivers promos, but we've just been conditioned to think they mean nothing mm-hmm. because he never backs it up, or not at least enough to for us to, to find it significant. Uh, yeah, he probably talked about Finn Balor just being a man, mm-hmm. how he's going to beat him. You're not a demon. Uh, you're, you're a false god. Mm. I'm the eater of worlds. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I think he laid down for a bit. Yeah, it was because I was just watching that kind of glazed over when I was watching this. That's segment. what I did. I yeah. just, I just like just zone out. And and I was just like, oh, he's laying down now. Let's back up again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was just, it's like I was watching it on mute. <laughs> um, but anyway, then the lights cut off and it got the heartbeat. Boom, boom. Mm. Which I always like go into gym mode because that was my gym opening playlist song for so long. Finn yeah. Balor's music. So it's like, again, I'm going to do a rep now. I was going to say, uh, I don't know what rep is. Is that it's it's one movement? It's okay. one complete movement. I was about to say because like it feels like you were, you're standing there with your 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 weights. Um, I'd imagine mm-hmm. proper big old heavyweights because you're a big really lad, big, big heavy sure, ones, yeah. and it's just like the like, the boom boom, and you're just standing there going like looking at yourself in the mirror, just going like, come on. <laughs> 
You yeah. can do this. You can do this. Hold up. And then like, and then it goes, and then you lift up. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That is exactly what happened. They make maybe then I threw it on the ground and went. Shut my arms in the air. So the lights come back on and Balor's just standing there with his arms out, Scott Hall style, uh, but with his back to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's like, <laughs> walks over to tap him on the shoulder. Pele kick. Mm-hmm. Pele kick? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah well, they call, I think uh, Cole calls it the overhead kick okay. because Styles does the Pele kick on right. SmackDown. And, I'm, guess, uh, I'm guessing. Yeah, and then Bray got thrown out the ring and that was that. So this seems to be the tease of the demon King Finn Balor. Yeah, it's going to be the first time we've seen the demon in a year, so that'll be cool. Was was the demon at SummerSlam last year? Yes, when he won the title. I cannot remember. Yeah, he won the Universal cool, Championship. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. That's, he had a really um, actually had a really cool uh, version of it. It was it was awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I'd imagine that he'll come out in full demon regalia uh, come SummerSlam, which would be I awesome. Hope he has. I love his leather jacket. I wish I was as good looking as Finn Balor yeah he's good or just just, just cool I wish I was as cool as Finn Balor do you know what you have to start to him what's that stop eating carbs <laughs> none of that stuff oh mate but I like carbs no I had, carbs I had some toast big big update for the studio this week uh, we've got a kettle and a, and a toaster now yeah it's crazy thanks to yours truly thank you I very some, much I had some toast when I came into the studio this morning and it was great the whole place smells like burnt, <laughs> smells like burnt bread now yeah, sorry about that. No, it's good. It's a nice smell. And then we had uh, what at this point I assumed was the main event. And I even <laughs> said to you, genuinely thought this. I'm not kidding. Even though, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is probably going to go quite long then because I think there's a bit of time left. But wow, show's gone pretty fast so far. No, nothing amazing, but it's sped through. Yeah. And then we had, so it was uh, Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman ahead of three quarters of the SummerSlam four-way, which will, of course, include Brock Lesnar as well. And uh, this wasn't the end of the show. No, it was not. This was just the end of the second hour. Yeah, there was a whole other hour left ahead of it. And um, boy, how did the crowd not care about that last hour? I think someone got the pages mixed up in the running (laughs) order. That would make sense. I think they handed round, just like with page three after page one. I I think the the, the real uh, reason, or the real story, but the real reason, look at me sound like my weekend videos. The real story behind this is probably that, because there's always that, huge third hour drop off so they were like oh we'll just put this in the second hour because then we've got the most eyes on the product yeah to try and get people to uh to order SummerSlam. we want to see we want people to see roman reigns winning yeah i did i did feel like he was the wrong man to win this uh what would you have done though uh I because if roman reigns is is winning at SummerSlam, which yeah. is a definite possibility he should okay won. well no i here's the thing for my side of it Samoa Joe, like every character needs their own their own individual thing going in. So Brock Lesnar is just like, I'm the beast, I'm the champion, no one is good enough to beat me. Um, Roman Reigns is like, I retired The Undertaker, I've headlined mm. 12 mes- WrestleManias in a row, I did this, I'm a five-time WWE champion or whatever the hell. Uh, Brawny the Strowman is like, I'm a monster among men, I'm this, that and the other. Joe's whole thing is, A, I'm the guy who nearly puts Brock to sleep. But his biggest claim is that Romans never beat me. Yeah, that's Stro- a really good and point. Strowman's never beat me either. So I'm I stand a really good chance of winning this. But now Romans beat him, so that's that's just one less thing that Joe's good at. So I I felt that 
I would have had Joe win or Brawny the Strowman win, but I did how? Just choke out Joe. Uh, sorry, just choke out Roman because then he can still be like, you still haven't beaten me. Yeah. And you build to that because then if, say then if uh, Joe won the Universal Championship at SummerSlam, he's got an instant feud then with Roman where he's like, you can't beat me for this championship. You've tried many, you've tried mm. to beat me and you can't. Yeah. But now you can't do that storyline because Roman just won clean as the sheets. Clean as the sheets that I washed on Sunday, uh, Monday night before I watched Raw on Tuesday morning. Yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, really, if you if I was booking it, I wouldn't have booked it. I wouldn't have done <laughs> well, all yeah. three guys to build up to the match where they face another guy. I'd, I'd have booked... I'd have keep them apart. I'd have booked them in squash matches yeah, and yeah, just yeah. made them look like total dominant badasses for the next few weeks until you lead up to... And it was like, these four unstoppable beings are now going to collide mm. in the ring. That's that's the great way to do it. Or maybe, a classic trick, put two of them in a tag team together where they must overcome another tag team. Mm. Oh, you've got to work together, but there's going to be dissension. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I totally see where you're coming from. That would be a nice way to build some, like, Roman Reigns' first feud out of SummerSlam if Reigns does win. But would you want would you want Reigns to lose here if that's the case? You don't want to beat Strowman. They, they've put themselves into a corner. Oh, of course. That's the problem. But it's the same with, like, when uh, they did the Punk-Ryback Hell in a Cell match yeah. uh, when Ryback was, like, amazingly at his hottest. When, actually, people thought, like, he's a legitimate main eventer. Like, genuinely, he, genuinely very, very good. It was yeah. very... And he was incredibly really over. over. And it was like, he's a future WWE champion. Mm. And they booked him in that match with CM Punk. CM Punk was never going to lose the championship because his whole thing was so he could lose it to The Rock and then so they could do Rock Cena 2 at WrestleMania. But you didn't want to beat Ryback because he's quote-unquote undefeated. But now we're in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, what do we do? Uh, the ref kicks Ryback in the nuts and then CM Punk pins him. Not just any ref. It was Brad, Brad Maddox. Maddox. That's right. It was the introduction of Brad Maddox. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then Ryback was never the same after that. It completely killed all his momentum. But they booked themselves into a corner. It was the match they had to do, or at least they felt they had to do, but they, they didn't want to book any finish of it. Yeah, I feel like we've, um, by saying Brad Maddox's name, I feel like that's a dirty word now because the comments are going to have... Uh, yeah. I mean, they have the sex tape leak comments anyway, Filthy regardless of the video. YouTube comments. So there's going to be a few of those. Yeah. So I think this was a fine... Okay, well, we'll move on. This was a fine three-way match. Nothing amazing, but it was kind of cool from it. a spectacle... They're all very big. Yeah, I really like. I jo- I really enjoyed it. I, I like big guys hitting each other. I had good fun. Yeah, uh, but yes, I so Samoa Joe is definitely the best out of the three of them as a performer, as a talker, as a, he's the most over as well, probably. <laughs> yeah. And he's the guy that took the fall. So mm. yes, you know when like I, we'll come on to this with with SmackDown, I suppose. But you know when like AJ Styles comes out and he gets that monster pop and that huge ovation. Do you ever not think that it's like? I wish their top baby face would get these reactions yeah. all the time. Yeah, wouldn't that be I, great? Wouldn't it be great if like their the guy that they're pushing as their top baby face on Raw and SmackDown was getting this was getting this pop? I watched this morning uh, just a little clip of CM Punk coming out when he was at his hottest. Like, mm-hmm. but I th- he still had his old entrance music. Yeah, so it wasn't Cult of Personality. It was the the, the, one the before, previous one. Yeah, the previous one. And it was originally he, designed for. It was originally written for someone else. Okay. It was going to be used for someone else. Fun fact. And he comes out, and the crowd are going nuts anyway. And then he gets onto the the top turnbuckle as he would, and he he was just you know, mm. screaming stuff. Yeah. And the crowd 
on unbelievable unreal but it was a different kind of heat it was this really low strong guttural roar from the crowd yeah and i was like that's what happens when all people of a certain like all the guys over the age of 14 scream for the same person yeah and it was just i thought like that's what wrestling should be be really it's what like, your baby face should be yeah. yeah like you go back and watch any uh 1999 or 2000 episode of raw yeah, well, and when, yeah, very when, similar. when the when the glass shatters the pop that that emanates from the crowd a, a great one if you if you've got the network watch uh the january 4th edition of monday night raw from 1999 partway through mick foley challenging the rock for the uh the wf title when the glass shatters during that match holy hell that pop because the crowd are in a rabid frenzy as it is because they're super into mankind and they're super against the rock and then you've got dx fighting at ringside you've got the corporation fighting at ringside and then the glass shatters like jesus what a moment Mm. that's what you're looking for not 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 them then going like Cena's the most popularizing star we've ever had he gets booed and cheered isn't he great or Roman Reigns it's so cool that everyone boos him and cheers him yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's fine to have those people but it'd be nice to have <laughs> if a genuinely not... top baby face you like as you're well you're right it is great to have those people just not as the top star isn't it? it'd be nice to have someone that you don't have to have an asterisk next to <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean Roman Reigns is a great wrestler but you know it's just the way he's portrayed like yeah. I just be I freaking love this guy I want to see this guy beat everyone yeah what are you going to do? do? So now we have uh, just another we, hour we, of Raw. We could get through this pretty quickly because uh, Elias, uh, not Elias Sampson, uh, just after I learned what his surname was, yeah. they removed it. Yeah. No P in that that last name. There's no so he's now just Elias. Yeah. So he started off as the drifter Elias Sampson. Now he was just Elias Sampson and now he's just Elias. Yeah. He was in his hometown. I thought he got a nice bit of hometown heat though. I thought it was a good crowd. Actually, good, great crowd, yeah. At Raw. Uh, but then he'd be Callisto. Mate, oh. when uh, when Callisto's music hit, A, didn't know whose it was, uh, and then B, I, was just, I just laughed at the zero reaction that he got. Mm. Considering that Elias was drawing really good heat because he's a hometown boy, and then he turned on the crowds with a, a song that genuinely did make me laugh because he just put words in there. It was just like, this town's garbage. Yeah. And I was like, this is great because they're not words that really fit with a song. You'll just want to use them <laughs> to trash your hometown. And then you're like, oh, whoever's going to interrupt this is going to get a great pop. No, it was Kalisto, and he no. just came out to complete silence. Yeah, so that's... Uh, Remember that... when he got drafted and we all thought, he'll go into the cruiserweight division, it'll be great. Yeah, well, yeah. you thought that very optimistically. <laughs> uh, Bailey then beat Nia Jax By via countout. Yeah. What a babyface win. There was, a, <laughs> there was an even deader crowd for this. Yeah. Uh, although, full credit to Bailey, although it might there might actually be a reason behind this, when she sold her shoulder, I was like, oh, wow, she's actually yeah, injured. Yeah, I mean... But I... then she might actually be injured, is the problem. Oh, really? Well, WWE.com have put out a story saying Bailey's injured her shoulder, Chris, Dr. Chris Amann is taking her in for extra tests, and it's like, is this a storyline? Is this a storyline, or is this, yeah, or because, an Because, like, none of the dirt sheets are reporting that she's injured mm. I don't trust stuff that WWE oh, if, if WWE.com are saying it then it's mm. probably an angle but they they broke that Seth Rollins was injured yes I know but he genuinely was injured and, the, and well, but I can, oh, no, right, okay but when Seth Rollins was injured the dirt sheets were also reporting that he was injured as well yeah when one site and that one site is WWE.com are saying she's injured and the dirt sheets are going like yeah she's not or if they're not saying anything mm. then it's yeah. quite likely that it's just all storyline so 
Yeah, but that was a good injury spot. Do you want to walk great. us through the the other spot in this match <laughs> that we watched on a loop yesterday over and over again? So Bailey's there. She's proper like she's selling her shoulder so well because she's awesome and she's she's just the best. And she's selling her shoulder and she's uh, she gets knocked down. And then Nia goes to do an elbow drop on her, looks at her, goes to drop an elbow, whiffs it by a good country mile, just lands behind her. Yeah. Like, Bailey stood up, and Nia Jax still goes for the elbow drop as if she was laying down and just whiffs it. Yeah, it was it like... It was remarkable. So Bailey was down on the floor after being knocked down by Nia. But sat up. But, yeah, ba- she, then she then sits up, selling her shoulder. Nia Jax looks at her, sat up. And then elbowed second pause, and then she elbow drops the space that Bailey had just sat up from. Yeah, you're like, you can't <laughs> improvise, can you? You were meant to hit the elbow drop there. Someone told you this is the script; you have to hit the elbow drop, drop there. Here. But Bailey sat up, so you're like, uh, glitch out, <laughs> well, and she glitched. Yeah, I meant to do an elbow drop. It is like playing a wrestling game on the PlayStation where. The, like you're playing against the CPU, they just do moves. Even if yeah. you're not there, they'll just do a move. Oh, it was it was remarkable. Yeah. Although I will say that my I, I thought that Nia it, with a if this was earlier in the show, she'd have got really good heat for this. Or if Bailey was more over as a babyface, she'd mm. got great heat for this. When she tied her hair up in the side ponytail, I thought that was a great little spot. Do you not see this? Oh, Nia, yeah, yeah. on the outside, yeah. Yeah. When it's, so yeah. Bailey's in, Bailey's outside and Nia's in the ring trying to draw some heat. Ties her hair in the side ponytail, and the crowd went, "Oh, that, that was that, that was, was really great. awesome. I thought it was great." Alexa Bliss then comes out, and that's where the count out loss uh, for Nia Jax. Yeah, happened. no Sasha on this show. Well, that's it. I was she was backstage doing a zombie photo shoot because yeah. people mistakenly thought it was Paige. It was Paige in some social media images. Hello, well, I'm, I'm guarantee you they didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, well, actually, it could have been an innocent mistake. No, I, I guarantee they did that on purpose. And. Uh, yeah, but she could have run out. You know, my my girl Bailey's down there. She's outnumbered by Nia and Alexa now. Yeah. No Sasha. Don't know. Don't know what's going on there. Could be a count. Uh, not count. Why am I saying count out? Could be a heel turn in the future. I but we've been saying that for a year now. Mm. But let's talk about this cracking main event that we got. Wow. Yes. So we had Big Cass taking on Big Show. Big, 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 <laughs> big people taking on big people. Enzo came out and cut the same promo he has for ages. A baby face who lets other people do the fighting for him, which is characteristically a heel trait. Not going to get him over at all. Uh, And then Big Show versus Cass happened. Cass was winning and then Enzo jumped on him, meaning Cass won via DQ because Enzo got involved and then Big Show gave the knockout punch to Cass at the end and everyone ended up on the floor. This was awful. Really, really bad. This was an awful way to end the show. The crowd were not into any of it. It was a dreadful finish. An awful follow-up. This was awful. This was bad. At least Cass has new music. And that, and we've seen it several times yeah. already. We've seen this Enzo and Cass thing. We've seen it with Big Show involved. I don't know why they just kill the feud at Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. That was like the definitive end of that feud. And then just pushed uh, Enzo into a feud. I, I'd have kept Ca- uh, Enzo off TV. Mm. Just had him selling the injuries. Make Cass seem even more of a monster that he's put this lad on the shelf for a month now or over a month. But this was this was nothing. Well, you know what they're doing, don't you? This is 
this is the build to Big Show versus Big Cass at SummerSlam. Oh, I was going to say, that seems to be the direction they're still going. And you... how do you build to that? By having Big Cass <laughs> versus Big Show matches every week. By having the match. <sighs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Smackdown, however, opened with a lot more fun than Raw closed. Certainly. With a... When 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 was the last time this happened? An actual match starting a WWE program. A big-time match. Yep. Not with people coming out in ring promo. Okay, uh, so you've got this grievance, you've got that grievance, and you want a title shot. It's a three-way tonight, people. Yeah. Book the shows before they start. <laughs> what are you doing in the six, seven days between each show? Getting, I don't know. Get, getting network shows cancelled. Or driving helicopters. <laughs> shame at man's case. So AJ Styles took on Kevin Owens for the United States title. Pretty sure AJ was champion here. He yes, he is still the current W. Yes, he's still current champion. Could yeah. have been. Maybe it changed hands on a house show a few times, and uh, it was it was like a good match, mm-hmm. fine match. Um, but sometimes it's the finishing sequence that brings a good match to. Oh, that was a really you know I really enjoyed that match. Yeah, this was a case of you know a, a match, an above average match just that was brought down to a below average match because of the finish. I quite like the finish. It's maybe it would have worked if the the whole build up was didn't have this finish before, but it's just the latest screwy finish in a feud of screwy finishes. Yeah. And I'm just I'm sick and tired of seeing them. Why uh, why so uh, actually the, okay. the finish what the finish was. The finish first. was so um AJ rolled up Kevin Owens, as you do, because that's that's your finish. But um Owens had his shoulder up the entire time. He, 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 he punched the ref 
we whiffed that as well. He missed him by a country mile. Did he? I yeah. didn't see that. It, was all, it wasn't quite the level of Bully Ray Bobby Roode. But um, yeah, he whiffed him by by quite some margin. Mm. And the refs then sold it quite poorly. Um, and then, yeah, so Styles then rolled him up. And Kevin Owens had his shoulder up the entire time. But the ref, because his eyes hurt, still counted the pinfall. Because he was, in, he was out of position. Because he had been knocked down. I kind of liked it. If it was leading into my predicted Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon match at SummerSlam, just because, but now that it's leading into AJ versus Owens again, but this time with Shane as the special guest referee, yeah. I'm less enthused. I'd have rather, um, yeah, Kevin v Shane as it's a big featured match at SummerSlam, and AJ defending against someone like, uh, well, maybe against John Cena, maybe yeah. doing the rematch from last year. Could have done that. Yeah, yeah, that, I'd have, I'd have preferred that. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm just a bit sick of roll-up finishes and screwy yeah. finishes. I think WWE's got a real finish problem at the moment. Yeah. It's, I'm, I, I don't know what to say. I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy this. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it, everyone. I, uh, I liked it to a degree. Uh, and, and yeah, we've got the special guest referee match for SummerSlam. Mm. So I guess maybe they will do the Shane McMahon match, but a survivor series could be usually yeah. builds up to one of the big four yeah next up we had the usos uh who just cut a good promo i yeah. don't know what to say they beyond that. they are doing rapping stuff now it's great they've got yeah. they've got new music as well oh have they yeah their music's different have you not noticed new music people i Cass noticed com- i noticed everyone else i noticed the uh we didn't talk about it in the raw bit but Burn it down! oh yeah seth getting new music well getting an addition to his music mm. yeah which is interesting as well because a friend of mine um who wrote bob holly's book he uh, said the biggest issue with Seth Rollins' music is that he gets a big pop whenever his music hits. It initially just gets a ray because people recognise it. But as soon as those drums go, the pop has ended and the crowd are silent. And he goes, and it just makes him seem like such a complete loser because oh. there's like this, silence. And then he comes out and was like, oh, and there he is. Yeah, yeah. But this is the moment of silence. But at least now with Burn It Down, that covers that. I quite like the silence. That's like my pre, I, pre-headbang pre tilt back moment. I think it's it's good as well. And it, But it would be good if he was getting a, a sustained pop. If, I, the, if yeah. there was crowd noise to like, sure. you know, to go in there. Awesome pyro. <laughs> Sorry, sore subject. Next up, we had the excellent this was, fashion peaks this was segment. great yeah i was i was glad to see it back after a week of it gone i was glad to see it back god i miss it when it's gone i don't need they're just like where was fashion files this week well, it's and the one storyline that we're still like i don't know who's attacking yeah, them yeah yeah and it's again so after saying it's going to be concluded several times it's now uh to be continued again after this one but tyler knows tyler well he thinks he knows now he said pretty definitively i know yeah. I know who att- I know who kidnapped Dango. Yeah, but I, we've had similar things like that in the <laughs> yeah. past. Where, but surely it we... will it will be concluded this weekend. Surely no, we though, we got a hint this week because oh, yeah. well, so for those of you who didn't see it, uh, Tyler Breeze is on his own because Dango has been captured, and they're doing this skit of uh, Twin Peaks when uh, the character falls asleep and he has the the dream in which the the lead character Laura Palmer speaks backwards and you had a midget walking around you can use that word as a wrestling show yeah uh, walking around uh, with a fire I think it's like it's been a few years since I've seen mm. um, uh, is it, that's from Fire Walk With Me isn't it either way it's from Twin Peaks and um, anywho in this skit uh, Dango was there doing like this creepy movement talking backwards and you had the ascension either side of him one of them was carrying a red rose mm. and the other one Connor 
or was it Vic? No, it's Connor. One of them. He one of them had a block of wood, and he poured uh, what I thought was either honey or maple syrup on it. Yeah. In the in the moments of Twin Peaks, that's when he starts to. There's those are like visual clues for him to put things together to work out the eventual case. Okay. So I assumed that these are meant to be visual clues for us to be able to try and work out who it was that kidnapped Dango. Or, or it was just stupid. Or it was just stupid stuff, and, pretentious and, stuff. Because yeah. when he got the honey out, I was like, "That's just so ridiculous." But yeah, could, but is I, that a clue? That's what I thought. So either there, it's it's a red herring university, uh, the uni- <laughs> what is it, the California red herrings, mm. or it's um, uh, or, or they're actual clues. So, and I mean, a rose typically would have been Fandango himself. Yeah, because of the summer ray and the dancing that's and right, that old yeah. gimmick. But what? So maybe, maple so, may, syrup? so maybe that's a tease oh, for that Summer Ray is returning. Wow, isn't she meant to be raw? But I guess they, that doesn't <laughs> matter. Really Nobody matter, cares about it? the yeah. brand split, really. And she's going to bring in a tag team to uh, to attack. The, oh, that's the, a nice. So idea. she's been the one who's leading uh, the whole thing. Uh, maple syrup would hint Canadian, mm-hmm. but Tyler Breeze is Canadian, I think. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know. Ty Dillinger's Canadian. Ty Dillinger is Canadian, and he's looking for something to do. And Wood, Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods. <laughs> We've cracked it. What a weird tag team <laughs> that is. Xavier Woods and Ty Dillinger with Summer Rae as their manager. Yeah, Ten Wood. Yeah, Ten Wood. Uh, but the, just a just a great parody as always. Yeah. Um, I personally, there was a, the, my favorite moment was when all that crazy stuff was happening in the dream with the weird pouring honey on wood you just hear Tyler Breeze in the background say no wonder this show got cancelled the first time <laughs> also I mean uh, good visual gags as well a uh, picture of Kane I, I love the billboards yeah um, like it used to just be like a, um, a picture of the big boss man with just like hero written on it uh, um, or like uh, my other when every time they used to have like Tony Chimmel and especially when they were doing the, uh, the fashion X-Files and it was just like unidentified objects um, but this week they had a picture of Kane that said "Firewalk with me," which I thought mm. was a nice one, and a pic- and a picture of the Bella Twins, the Bella Twin Peaks. Great, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Great stuff. Not so brilliant was the undercard. So yeah. Aiden English had a, I count it, it was two and a half minutes yeah. of coming down to the ring and singing. There's proper like cement Sami Zayn in that like pre-show yeah. undercard era. Which was like that's fine. That's a fun way to get heat. I'm not going to hate on that. English is good at it. I I like English as a performer. I like I like the singing. Yeah, the singing's good. It's kind of like how we like uh, Elias hmm. and his, and his singing there. And but English is actually quite good in the ring as well. And uh, yeah, then but then the actual match itself was three minutes, practically the same time as it took uh, Aiden to walk down to the ring, and it was it was a roll up. <laughs> yep, and and shock win for for Aiden English as yeah. well. I might add, um, and, and then Mike and Maria came out afterwards. Man, you want to talk about? Um, I mean, they're dead. That act is dead because they came out to zero reaction, mm. and then uh, Maria gives her line where she was like, "We were happy to see you lose or whatever it was," and no one reacted. It was like we're in love. But we'd love to see you lose. It was yeah, and, she, and, and it was meant to be like a we'd love to see you lose when the crowd would go boo. The crowd didn't do anything because they killed this act dead. It took them three weeks to mm. just completely kill this act dead. So sad for these two. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, this was all rubbish. To me, this was rubbish. This was 
really Abs- bad stuff. Just crap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it, it harms Sammy. Like the other guys, it sucks. But Sammy's again. Like, that's what I mean. Like you're just dragging Sammy further down the card, then just putting him into this feud now where no one's getting over. Next up, we had Naomi and Becky Lynch beating Natalia and Carmella. Of course, Naomi is facing Natalia at SummerSlam for the title. Uh, so Naomi picked up the win there against Carmella, presumably because Carmella is the Money in the Bank winner. Yeah, well, and was, you yeah. beat them forever and ever and ever. Yeah. But this, I, I thought this was a good match. Enjoyable, uh, yeah. It was a, there was a nice bit at the start where Naomi took on Natalia and Natalia was like, whoa, 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 and tagged in Carmella. You know, you want to keep them as separate as possible. Natalia is very, very good. Yeah. Um, also, I, I uh, talked about it on uh, Gorilla Position brought this up. Um, I think, if my memory of this is correct, SummerSlam, Natalia's performance on SummerSlam will mean she is the most consistent um, female performer in the history of WWE. She has appeared on the most pay-per-views. Wow, in the history? In the history of WWE, and I think that's why she's probably getting uh, this this ta- this, okay. uh, this championship stuff. There's I a think headline. She, I think she's um, she's beating Trish Stratus' records. Okay. I'm, I, I th- I'm doing this off memory of a show I listened to last week, so I may be wrong on that. Well, yeah, as as we found out in the past, it's great to make those sorts of uh, unresearched claims oh, yeah, in a YouTube video. Especially where on there's YouTube. comments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, because I love nothing more than having 250 people point out the same mistake it's just great and what as soon as like here's the thing guys if you notice that someone else has made that comment you don't need to make that comment again the way comments work though sometimes they're not you you have to go down quite far to find it i would i've watched youtube videos perhaps i'm just odd but I've watched YouTube videos before and they've mentioned something in a video and I'm like, oh, I might mention this in the comments, but I'll just check first just mm. to see if anyone else has. And then you see someone else has, you're like, well, I don't need to make that comment now because I might just join in on this conversation thread here. Well, hopefully if you've watched an hour into this video, you get you, you give us a, a bit of a leeway. <laughs> you like us enough to, yeah. to watch that much. Uh, so, but the other thing about this match... What a cool skidding slap yeah, spot from Naomi. Yeah. Naomi bounces off the ropes, skids down like how she enters the ring or enters the uh, the entrance ramp. But Carmella's sitting there and just slaps her. I thought that was awesome. Can I, uh, something else uh, to add to this about the, the, the ladies' division on the SmackDown side of things. Certainly on the SmackDown side of things because I can't uh, attest this for Raw. My lady partner came in halfway through SmackDown uh, this morning sure. and um, she sat down next to me while I was watching it. And... Um, Natalia and Carmella obviously didn't get their entrances, uh, but Becky Lynch did. And my my lady partner's first th- first reaction was like, everyone's got really plain names. Just, they're just boring names, like mm. nothing ever. And then she's like, and also they just don't seem like Becky Lynch was making her entrance. She's like, they just don't seem to have any character. There's like really nothing interesting about them. Yeah. And I was like, what sort of thing would you want? And she's like, basically, I want glow. <laughs> and I was like. Well, you're about to feel it. Yeah, but like, oh, yeah, did you, you actually say that out yeah, loud? I did. Brilliant. Yeah, but like the whole point of it was like it's that because she was super into the Glow mm-hmm. uh, TV show on Netflix. She wants racial stereotypes. <laughs> is she, what she's saying. Oh, what she wants is just like they, and I think her point is correct that there aren't characters in the women's division. There are just ladies. Yeah, and but she did say when Naomi made her entry, she was like, "That is cool." Like that, I, I, as a non-fan, I can look at that and be like, that would make me want to watch um, a little bit more. I uh, I think they do have characters. They're just, uh, they're all hampered by the way WWE presents them. You know, is- everyone's kind of flattened out into this robotic delivery. What is Carmella's character? She is a chav. 
essentially. <laughs> in she's a Staten Island um person, a, a New York a New York lady who likes street stuff. Yeah, she's the princess of Staten Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Uh what's Becky Lynch's character? She, straight she's straight fire. She's she's brave. She is she likes steampunk novels. <laughs> she maybe writes a bit of fan fiction while drinking tea. And <laughs> she also uh, she's she's a she's a last kicker. She will take anyone on. She's very passionate. She's fiery, potentially too fiery, mm. so, and that's sometimes why she loses matches. Oh, is that why she keeps losing? That's when Mario was on commentary. That's yeah. the story he told. That oh, was it? A good, yeah. Oh, that was, okay. I mean, that's that's a good story. That's yeah. a good character weakness to have. Yeah. Natalia, I can tell you, she's um, she's Bret Hart, but a lady version. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, next up, we had what might actually be my favourite thing of the week in WWE and that's saying something considering the main event and that fashion files skit and that is and of course Nia Jack's missing an elbow and it's Rusev beating Chad Gable. Oh it was great this match ruled. This match was so good as soon as they announced it like Rusev was coming down to the ri- like walking backstage as wide as he is tall and I was like god damn he's awesome mm. and it was like it's Rusev taking on Chad Gable next oh my ears perked up I was like Oh hello! Yeah. This is going to be. I'm turning. I'm, not, I'm never going to make this cup of tea. <laughs> this is going to be. Oh no! I made it when the Usos came That's out. That's good. Um, I was like, this is going to be awesome, and lo and bloody behold, it really was. Oh, this was so good. Mm. I loved this. Just, just Gate. There's something about Gable. I don't know what it is. Like this intangible factor that makes someone engaging to watch. But he has it. It's so good. The way he wrestles, the way he talks, just seeing him when he walks down to the ring, mm-hmm. he's trying to frown, but he's got quite a goofy face which kind of smiles at the same time. It's just very endearing, and I want to, and I believe in him. Yeah. I believe he can beat people up. He's got the Olympic pedigree. The crowd, he's super over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is a guy who's had two matches, and he's lost like, two big featured matches on SmackDown recently, and he's lost both of them. He lost to AJ Styles, he lost to Kevin Owens, and now he's he lost to Rusev as well. But the important thing is, you can get over in defeat. Sometimes WWE go too far with that and, you know, Bailey and Sami Zayn and do it wrong. But this, I, th- I, I would like to think Ryan Ward, because he seems he did this very well in NXT. He's gotten hold of Gable's storylines and said, like, look, please, just let me have this one guy. And, you know, he's having these very solid fighting competitive losing efforts and he gets over even more every time even more every time and you compare that with what's happening with jordan over on raw he's he's got a goofy backstory now Mm. he's had one squash match so like kurt hawkins isn't an actual competitive match he's squashed a guy and then all of a sudden he's there in an in-ring promo that's classic okay you're our guy, now you're in this mould and we're going to make you do all these bits regardless yeah. of how well you can do them. And the crowd aren't into him. Whereas Chad Gable, he's super over with the crowd despite these losing efforts. I thought it, he's just, <clears throat> he's so damn good in the ring. Like yeah. his, um, it, so Eddie Guerrero used to do the Three Amigos, the way you don't release the um, uh, the thing, uh, the, the suplex. Chris Benoit used to do it with the German suplex where he wouldn't release it. Yeah. Chad Gable's now doing it with belly to bellies. And, I need to swore again then, but hot oh, damn, it's so good. Yeah. Like he's he's awesome. Really great. The belly to bellies, the moonsault was gorgeous. The the ankle lock. Like yeah. I, 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 I 
if I shaved off his head, it was Kurt Angle. Yeah. You know? It's uh, amazing they didn't give that to Jason Jordan, but yet Chad Gable's yeah, doing yeah. it instead. So a uh, real good uh, Gable loses, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like this, this is just doing so much for his character. When he wins a match... Yeah. The crowd are going to go crazy. And yeah. he, okay, so here's the thing. I loved this. And then Rusev cut a promo. Mm. And I loved Rusev cutting a promo. And I thought to myself, do you know what would be awesome here? I was literally thinking this. I was like, it would be so awesome if, because um, he's there going like, I want competition. I want challenges. It'd be so awesome if Ty Dillinger's music hit and you got oh, the 10. Yeah. And, and then his music and then uh, Rusev's music started and I was like oh, that's a shame but maybe we're setting things up, something up for next week and then Randy Orton's music hit and I literally went oh, I forgot about that forgot guy forgot about Randy Orton damn it of course it was Randy so of course Rusev's gonna lose on the next paper yeah in retrospect you're like oh, of course damn, I should have seen, seen this coming coming oh why Randy it's weird how we can quite easily forget about the guy who's been in the main event scene <laughs> challenging for the title for the last Five six months on SmackDown, oh, and I've just completely lost interest now. He won the Royal Rumble this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure Randy's. A, I mean, he probably isn't a nice guy, but I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. And I will concede, people are into him. I find it baffling, but people are into Randall. I just have no interest in seeing him face Rusev, mm. and he just he cut a boring promo. He's just he was boring and it just it deflated all the wind from my sails that I had coming off that high from Chad Gable v Rusev. Yeah. And then the idea I had of perhaps putting a new star in there and trying to create a new star. But no, it's just, Randall's just gonna come out. They're gonna have boring promos week in, week out, and then they're gonna have a boring match at SummerSlam. Yes. And uh, which Orton will probably Orton, win. Well, There's course, no scoop on that, but he's Orton, lost the last four pay-per-views. Orton is for sure winning. He's yeah. not losing four pay-per-views on the bounce. So, but at least we had a very good end to very good end. to SmackDown, which was Shinsuke Nakamura versus John Cena. Now, I was very down on this last week because my criticism was you're giving this match away with a one-week build. Fine to put it on TV. Don't mind about giving it away for free necessarily. I, I, I would, yeah. We could but but just just build it up over months or or you know a lot oh, longer a than a week. Of weeks. So, funny enough, actually. So I got a tweet uh, from a Wrestle Ramble viewer this morning. I'm sorry if I've, I've forgotten who it was that tweeted me because I tweeted out that I thought this was a great showing from both guys, and I thought this was a really really yeah. enjoyable match. It only went like 10, 12 minutes, but it was a very enjoyable 10, 12 minutes. And uh, he tweeted me saying, like, I mean, I've been a fan for 30 years. Maybe it's just me, but I didn't feel anything in the mm. match. And I said, and I replied saying, like, you know, and then you got 10, 12 minutes. I think that if it was on pay-per-view, it would have been much better. A pay-per-view with Bill would have been much better. And he tweeted back to me just before we came in to record this, saying, like, yeah, like, I just, I just felt no, I felt no emotion in the match because, like, there was no reason for me to care either way. And that is down to the fact that it was a one-week yeah. build. And it, a one-week build where they didn't interact with each other. It was just Shane McM- uh, Daniel Bryan, one of the two. Somebody. Yeah, Someone, it was Bryan, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Bryan. Said, like, this is the match that's going to happen next week. Mm. And then that was it. And that from there, that was the one bit of build we had was this match is happening. There's been no promos from either man. There was no promos on this show from either man. 
Oh, but they did hype it up all night. They hyped dream it. match, dream well, match. Well, yeah, but you can say dream match all you want, yeah. but like, there's uh, neither guy were like, do, like, it's just a promo from John Cena being like, this is going to be one of the toughest matches I've ever had. I've never faced mm. anyone like Nakamura. This this is someone I've wanted to face for, for years. But there was none of that. It was just, it was a match. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe we can go, we, we could talk about the whole pay-per-view thing now. Um, so I haven't seen Bring It to the Table yet, but we were informed by another one of our uh, regular Wrestle Ramble viewers, Patreon backers, and YouTube commenters. A nice uh, lad named Daniel, uh, who was going to buy my book, but uh, it it's not available in Germany, so ah. <laughs> that's a shame. Um, but anywho, he let me know that apparently on Bring It to the Table, the conversation about Nakamura and Cena being given away for free on TV was brought up. And both JBL and Corey Graves doing their usual... like That show is basically just a shout-out, shout-out-internet marks, basically. That's why it's, yeah. It's an annoying show from that sense. But the argument that they brought up, or that they made, in defence of putting this match on free for no with one week of build, with no build, really, was that because this match is, being, is free on TV, it will make people want to buy the network. Mm-hmm. That is the worst argument I've ever heard. That is a garbage, very, very flawed argument because it makes absolutely no sense. Because their 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 basis is their thesis is, oh, if you see this match on TV, imagine what you can get on the network where you got all this other content. When surely, like that doesn't work. Hmm. Because if you are a casual fan, it's just like, well, I've been been told that the Cena Nakamura match is the dream match. I've now seen the dream match, so what am I buying the network for? Yeah, they they forget that they're essentially, they are a fake fight promoting company, but they are a fight promoting company nonetheless. And you get the idea behind that is you get people to want to buy the fight. Yes. That's how boxing works. That's how UFC works. It revolves around stars as well. So, you know, UFC, the people only... A, a small minority of people will buy something because it's a UFC pay-per-view. The vast majority of people will buy something because Conor McGregor's fighting yeah. or a Ricky Hatton's fighting. There is that's a reason... That's an outdated reference. There's a but the, reason... Sorry, the, pro- the problem that yeah. has happened is WWE have tricked themselves into thinking WWE is the draw. So they think, well, we're, you know, we're so great. Here's the brand that we're giving. Look, you can have more of the stuff that we're offering rather than that. But that's not how people... That's not how the fight business works. And they've screwed themselves. I think they genuinely believe that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, what's yeah. very troubling. And you can see that's how they book their television. I was going to say, well, there's a reason why McGregor Floyd May- Mayweather is going to do like 8 million buys on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Because... Four. They- you reckon four? Well, yeah. Well, Dave Meltzer reckons seven at the minute. No, he said some people are wildly speculating. So. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, tend- I tend to zone out whenever he talks yeah, about yeah. UFC. But even so... Four million. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, that's, the, the highest WWE's ever done is one point five, I think, mm-hmm. which was for the first Rock Cena encounter, or it might have been the Rock's return. Either one of the two, but like, like Rock at Cena and Donald Trump have been like their three biggest stars they've ever had on on pay per view. Yeah, and they come, they've come with an ass's raw, haven't come anywhere close to that in recent years. Surely, just treat the network the same as pay per view. Of yeah. just make, uh, building these matches up and then being like, man, and if you buy the pay-per-view, you're going to see this dream match and you get all this other content. You get every pay-per-view we've ever done. Yeah. How awesome is that? Rather than being like, hey, Cena and Nakamura had a great match. If you buy the network, you get ride-along. Treat it like a pay-per-view pass. Yeah. yeah. I, 
I don't know. So I, I, th- that's what bugged me about the match. Not only that, but like they got ten minutes, and if they'd have got twenty five, they'd have had a really, really great mm-hmm. match. Because Nakamura is clearly motivated when he's in a pay per view type environment not against a baron corbin or against a dolph ziggler but like when he's against a samoa joe or he's against a john cena or against an aj styles when he's going to be a featured match then he puts in the full nakamura Mm. effort and this kind of ties back into the money in the bank the women's money in the bank thing you only get to do a first time once and the reason I think Carmella's Money in the Bank victory seems very hollow and her now holding the briefcase seems hollow is because she didn't win it the first time, she won it the second time. Mm. And the second one wasn't as good as the first one and it wasn't on a pay-per-view, it was on TV. And so now the first Women's Money in the Bank winner was James Ellsworth. And we've now had the first Cena Nakamura match. You can't have that first ever again. So the next time they fight, it's like, yeah, cool, but I've already seen that match. I saw it on TV for free, and they did it in ten minutes. Yeah, it's 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 a definitely valid criticism, yeah. and anyone who says just enjoy the match, man, it was a good match. That like, you, we did enjoy the match. You can enjoy the match and still have that criticism. Where like, but it could have been even better, better. because this was a. I thought this was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, like the finish was so good as well. Like I, I can see this awesome. Seen is so damn good in yeah. the ring. And when Wait, he big yeah big matches big big, big match John yes. big match John I call him that for yeah. a reason when he hit that at the AA and then didn't let go and then just rolled through and picked him up again I was like this is why you've been the top guy for fifteen yeah. years because that's awesome gonna finish him off so j- just quickly on the match it was great from the get go I thought the opening stuff with the taunts yeah. he's going you can't see me and Nakamura's like what he's weird goofy oh, style so good. and when he did like the arm thing Cena's face I mean Cena watch tapes mate because yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do some prep before he sees he, he looked he, his reaction there was like I've never seen you do that mm. before what is this <laughs> and and of course Cena gave an AA and as much as I, I do enjoy Cena's big matches I am getting a bit sick of the AA kickouts, but it's now it's now a part of the match. Yeah. So Nakamura kicks out the first AA. So later on, as you said, when he gives the AA, uh, Nakamura he goes to give a third one. Nakamura reverses that into a very dangerous exploder suplex. Oh yeah, with John landing on his head, oh, yeah. and then hit the Kinshasa for the win. I I think that John was probably a bit heavier than Nak was expecting. Potentially, yeah. But but based on the way that he delivered the suplex, because Nakamura apologised. You could see it when Nakamura was won. You can see him walking up to John Cena and saying, I'm sorry. And Cena literally says, it's okay, I'm fine. Yeah. And then uh, I loved Cena like raising his hand and then doing the belt motion of saying like he's the champion, he's the next champion. Yeah. Cena's so good at get at putting other people over and in, in like when he loses, being like, yeah, I lost and I was beaten by a much better man. So mm. cheer this guy. And as much as I hate to say it, the reason that means so much is because Cena always wins. Oh, Cena wins lol. Uh, so when so the crowd know, oh wow, this has happened. This we should start paying attention to this guy. And I felt like that shift had happened after this match. Yeah. The Ziggler feud didn't do it. Corbin Owens didn't do it. This is where Nakamura should be. And hopefully everyone sees him at, at that level now. Now, I, as much as I did enjoy the match, and I really did, and I loved the finishing sequence as well, I'm going to pitch something different. Mm. This is how I... 
I, I would have done it and I considering what I just said about the AA kickout, people are gonna kill me. <laughs> you hypocrite, but but bear with me. Just see bear how with. this would have gone. So he hits the second AA. Mm-hmm. This is right near the end of the match. And Nakamura immediately gets up. Like a proper Japanese no strong sell, style yeah. no sell. But there is a way, like, you don't sting no sell it. Well, that didn't hurt me at all. Or Undertaker, sit up, I'm invincible. You sell it where, no, this is just me running on adrenaline now. I've a kick out at one, maybe even do a kick out at one. You know, second AA, pin, kick out at one. Or maybe even, oh, I'm getting crazy now. Maybe do the the spot, do the AA. Cena grabs hold of him, does the second AA. Cena goes for the pin. Surely it's over, kicks out at one. Cena jumps back. Nakamura stands up. <laughs> Shut up, Rock. And and Nakamura stands up. He's he's obviously out on his feet. Like maybe goes down to one knee, but immediately gets himself back up. He's pretty much unconscious. He's like, come on. Cena goes for him. Exploder suplex. Kinshasa. Just Drake just falls on him after the Kinshasa. And then you get the pin. And then you're like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because this was a hot finish, but. If there's ever a t- no cells like that, get over, and it's the best thing in wrestling for me when they're done right and they're protected. If you did that here, Nakamura would look like even more of a star. And do you know what would it even help that even further? Because when you were saying that in my head, all I could hear was JBL. Because J- when JBL wants to put someone over, yeah. he can put someone over. And because he's such, he's the big trumpet player for for big match, John. He's never lost a big match. He always wins a big match. If him screaming about how Nakamura kicked out at one, mm. that would put Nakamura, Nakamura over to like an even greater level. Man, that was great. I really, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. Well, but I just, also, just I also, go and watch the G1 and you get to see that three <laughs> times a day. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed this match. I thought this was yeah. a great main event. Baron attacked Shinsuke Nakamura after... Oh, did he? I stopped watching. Oh, so this was on the WWE Network oh, was, was it? a post-match oh I was, yeah, was going to say I, yeah. I thought the match, I thought the show ended it did it did on telly but there was a post-match bit okay uh, Corbin attacked Nakamura and then John ran down for the save put Corbin through a table because he's got the money in the bank briefcase and then Cena celebrated with Nax again so maybe there's a John Corbin feud in there too <laughs> So very quickly, because we've got this is our longest one ever. This is our longest Ooh. one, and Ooh. we and we didn't do any ramble chat at the start either. I know I could have I had ramble chat prepared, but I was like, you know what? People probably don't want to hear about the the dream I had where I beat Naito. <laughs> no, sorry, I put him over. You did put I him put over, him yeah, because you you always put people over in your dreams. I, do, I always lose in my dreams, and they're like, good match, man. Oh, but I, I agree as well because do you know what uh, other kind of YouTube comment I love. Uh, when they go, they don't start talking about wrestling until seven minutes in. Oh, here's a timestamp for you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's one of those in the comments. We even promote them. Yeah, but sometimes they don't work though. I do, sometimes they don't work on mobile. Yeah, but yeah, but people like say I I know they don't work on mobile, but people mm. say it as if like we haven't offered the option. Yeah. Uh, so, which was better for you, Luke? Uh, SmackDown was the better show for me this week. I really enjoyed the opener, despite its lame duck finish. I really liked I really liked the main event. I liked the Fashion file skit. I thought the Uso promo was very good. In fact, really, the only thing I didn't like on it was um, uh, Mike and Maria getting buried mm. and, uh, and Sammy. So, that was really my only low point. I thought it was really good. So, yeah, I, even if Raw was two hours, I would have still picked SmackDown quite easily and it is because of those three i always think as long as you've got three really good bits in a show in a two-hour show that is 
it does it does make it a lot more enjoyable. It brings it above average. And you had that excellent Fashion Files skit, Chad Gable's performance, Chad Gable himself. and Nakamura winning clean yeah. against John Cena to become the number one contender to against Jinder, Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. Who would have thought? My it? favorite thing from last week was that image of like John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. The winner will face Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. And someone tweeted that image was like, imagine a time traveler from 2013 coming yeah. forward and you having to explain this match. Uh, not even that. You could have said from January this year <laughs> that happening. Uh, if you want to give your opinion, of course, there is a, a little poll above our heads right now. You can vote for Raw or SmackDown yourselves, and I'll reveal who won the war this week in tomorrow's Wrestle Talk news. But for now, that's all we've got time for. So click the links, or the videos rather, to my right. To yeah, my right. Yeah. On the left of the video, though, to catch up with the latest Wrestle Ramble or Wrestle Talk news, support Wrestle Talk on Patreon and subscribe to Wrestle Talk. This has been Luke Owen. I've been Ollie Davis, and that was Rambling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.